I don't know if you are a Charlie's Angels fan. Maybe you remember watching them. I think they showed from about 1975 or 1976 on into the early 80s. And uh, it was a hit show. It was such a hit that a movie was made with Cameron Diaz and some others. Actually, three really bad movies were made called Charlie's Angels. But there's a new TV show that is coming out, and these are the characters. Uh, this will debut on, uh, I think, September the 22nd, and it'll probably last about a week, and uh, we'll be off the air. But I- I'm curious about this. I'll probably watch the very first one to see if the, if the same plot and the same theme runs through it. You know, there's always a job to do. There's Charlie, who is behind the scenes, um, who is always wanting to, uh, you know, have them go out and participate in his private investigations or catching a criminal or solving a crime. You never really see Charlie. In fact, you you kind of, like God and and Moses, you see the backside of Charlie kind of coming and going from different places. And then there's there's Boz or Bosley. He always is kind of a go-between. He's helping out. But there's this job for them to do. And then there is a call. How does the call come in? Speaker phone. I mean, this was high tech in 1976. <laughs> Speaker phone. And they hear what the job is. They get a call to go out and to do this job. And then there's always the nice equipment that comes along with it. They get equipped with different tools and guns and kinds of things to go out and to either go undercover or do whatever it is that they do as they go out and catch these criminals. The same kind of plot runs through probably every show and will continue. And it's the same plot that's really, if you, if you allow your, your mind to be stretched a bit this morning, the same kind of plot that we see in this text that we've read here this morning. And I encourage you to look back at this text with me this morning on the back of your bulletin or in your Bible. Exodus chapter 3, and I love that song, that old spiritual that we sang here about tell old Pharaoh. And there is this whole idea of God calling His, his people out of the oppression and the bondage of Egypt to go to a new place, to go to a, a place of freedom and this place flowing with milk and honey. And uh, as we look at different um, texts, as we go on from here uh, in the next several months, we will touch on different ones of these and get an idea of the understanding of, of what all of this is about. But it really comes down to the idea that there is a job, there is a call to go and to do that job, and there is the equipment that comes along with it. And as we look at our church today, as we look at our individual lives, we understand that the same kind of plot, the same kind of development takes place in our lives as well. Really, nothing has changed in the way that God works with His people. It always begins with a job to do. And this is what was happening with Moses. Uh, God had a job to do. He hears the cries of the Israelites. They had been in Egypt. And if you go back and you look at how Joseph, you know, he had been thrown in a pit. And he gets out of the pit and he's taken to uh, the Pharaoh's court and he's there and he begins to do some, some really great things and is able to save them and help them through difficult times of famine. And then his family comes and meets him there and they begin to populate this particular uh, place in, in Egypt. And as they populate it, uh, all of a sudden the Pharaohs get pretty scared about what's going on. And they see that the Israelites are growing and they're flourishing and great things are are happening with them. And so there is this idea of a challenge to their authority. And so there is the oppression, there is the slavery, there is the bondage that they are in. And they are crying out to God. And God is sensitive to their cry. He hears them and decides that He is going to meet their need. And this is the job that is to be done. I probably have referenced Bruce Almighty way too many times. But 
you remember that scene in Bruce Almighty where, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman, who plays God, and I think probably pretty well, he, he uh, decides that he is going to help Bruce out. Bruce is challenging God, and he goes through this turmoil of his life being upside down, and really just, uh, you know, completely challenges him. And so he says, okay, I'm going to give you my powers, and uh, I want you to take care of the world, and I want you to answer all the prayer requests and everything else that I do. I want you to do it for a while, and I want you to see how it is to be God for a while. And so it's pretty comical to see how Bruce takes on all of this in terms of finding a parking space or uh, getting back at some people who have done him wrong and uh, all kinds of things. But uh, maybe you remember the part where he goes into the restaurant and his fiance. Uh, or his girlfriend thinks that he's going to propose to her. It's a nice restaurant, a beautiful setting, and she's all excited about it. And as he's there in the restaurant, he starts hearing all of these voices. And it's not just the voices that are in the restaurant, it's, it's the voices of everyone in the world who is calling out to God. All of these cries to God for prayers to be answered are coming into his head. And he's hearing all of this, and it's just driving him crazy. And so he decides that's, that's just too much. And he de- develops a system where he can get them by email. Remember that? He decides he's going to set it up. And so it'll be easy for him to answer all these by email. And he starts doing all of this. And then that falls apart. And you see the earth, I mean, everyone, you know, having all kinds of problems because of the way he is not answering all of these prayers. It's overwhelming. Now, that's not the way God is. That's not what happens to God when the world cries out to God. What we understand from this text and what people have understood throughout the ages is that God hears our prayers and is sensitive to every cry that comes to Him. He is sensitive to those in New York right now who are crying out to Him, who are in need. He is sensitive to people in Somalia. He is sensitive to to people who are in Japan all over the world. God is able to hear their cries and their pains and their miseries. And that is how God represents Himself to us. He is not a a God who can only be in one particular region or one particular area. No, He is a God who who is transcendent but is also near. And that is what takes place in our setting here today as well. God is sensitive to our cries. And God still has a job to do. And His job is right here in Highland. Yeah, he has other jobs. He has other uh, things that he has to take care of. But I, I want us to consider this morning that God hears the cries of people right here in the Highland neighborhood. He hears people crying out and calling out from the oppression that they find themselves in, from the poverty, from the hungry. And yes, there are people who have nothing to eat this morning. There are moms, there are dads in this neighborhood who have nothing to give their children for breakfast or for lunch, or for dinner. The next meal that some of the kids in this neighborhood will get will be in the morning when they go to school, they get off the bus, and they eat breakfast in one of the elementary schools here in the neighborhood. There are others who are crying out because they have no jobs. The, the, the unemployment is so high, and you look at this neighborhood and you'll see it, it, is, it is extremely high right here. Uh, My last study of demographics showed that there are uh, at least 568 households in the 71104 area code who are below the poverty level. Now, about 19% of this 71104 zip code uh, make less than $15,000 a year. There is tremendous hardship and difficulty and challenge right here in the Highland neighborhood. And so God has a job to do. 
God is paying attention to what people are praying and what they're saying. And we might say, well, why doesn't God do anything about it? Why does hunger and poverty and unemployment, why do these things persist in the neighborhood? And I think as we look here, we'll see that maybe we have something to do with that. Being a part of what God is doing and being a part of God's job. And that's what takes place here with Moses. This, this job is to be done. And so there is a call that goes out. God calls Moses to go and to do the job. And, and you think about Moses. Moses has been in a lot of trouble. It was interesting to hear what was said on the, uh, the video. The kids talking about Moses. And most of it was right, but some of it you know, probably needed to be worked on a little bit. And that's probably true with us as well. But we remember that, that Moses had been raised in that court. And as the girl said, kind of like a prince. He had all this around him. Well, one day he looks out and he sees one of his own people who is being mistreated. And so he goes and he, he stops that Egyptian soldier and ends up killing him. Buries him over in the sand. And as the, uh, the officials begin to find out what's going on, he flees and he goes out into the desert, out near Sinai. And he's out there for 40 years feeling like God has forgotten all about him and, and uh, probably wondering what's going to happen in his life beyond shepherding sheep. And so he's out there wandering around in the desert all by himself, having thoughts to himself, I'm sure. And as he gets near this bush, he notices that it's on fire. And it doesn't just go out, it continues to burn. And he gets close to the fire and he hears God calling from the bush. Or he hears this voice saying, Moses, Moses, come here. And as Moses gets near, God begins to interact with him. God begins to speak to him about what it is that he is to do. He calls him by name and he gives him some specifics. This is what's going on back in Egypt. You remember when you were in Egypt, Moses? Forty years ago. Well, things have really gotten bad. And you are to go back and to lead my people out of there. And you are to tell the Pharaoh that he is to release them. And so he calls him into service. And he does so quite specifically. God has a way of calling us with great specificity. And uh, he does so every day as we look around at the things that he has given us to do. Tony Hall, who is the former U.S. ambassador for humanitarian issues, said this about the global food crisis. And there is a global food crisis. He says there's over 2,500 verses in the Bible that deal with the issue of helping the poor, the sick, and the hungry. That's 2,500 verses in the Bible. God set it up that we are to address this issue and that He works through us. His plan B, He asks? Well, I don't know what plan B is. Plan A is the way that He has set it up. We are plan A. We are God's way of doing His work in the world. And I love the quote uh, from my favorite author, Frederick Buechner, and we use this back in the spring assembly um, just this past year. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. That's really the way it worked with Moses. And it's really the way it works with us as well. God continues to call people to do His work. And that call continues to us today. It comes right inside of this building today. It comes right to us and presents itself to us as a call to get involved to do God's work and to meet the need that's in this world. And it's funny how it comes to us uh, by name. God calls us by name. 
Have you ever had that happen to you? Maybe it wasn't through a a literal burning bush, but maybe there was some circumstance in your life that that God was speaking through to get your attention. And He he calls out to you by name. He he calls out Kyle, Betty, Betty Jane, Emily, Candy, Sabra. He he calls, He says, come near. I have something I want to say to you. I have something that I want you to do. I want to show you something that's going on in the world that greatly disturbs me. And He calls us by name. It's kind of scary to be called by name, isn't it? If you haven't ever had that happen, chances are it's about to happen. As God gets your attention in some particular way. And for Moses, I guess it was just a burning bush that was necessary to get his attention. I wonder what it is in your life. But as you begin to sense God's call in your life, He gets specific about what it is that you're to do. Maybe it is to teach or to heal or to invest or to build or to develop or to listen, or to tutor, or whatever it is that you find your hands doing. That is what God has called you to do. Sometimes we think it is something outside of our interest and our abilities. But it's right where, where you are. That's where God wants you to work. That's the kind of calling where that intersection takes place with what you're already doing and what God is doing all around you. And it comes as, as you seeing that God has you there for a purpose. He has something for you to do. The same thing is true for us as a church. God has called us as a collective body to be involved in this particular community, hasn't He? We're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary on September the 18th. It's going to be a great time to get together and say, hey, we, we made it. We made it one year. we got many more years to go. But we got through the year. And we did a lot of things that, that God called us to do. And there's a lot more for us to do as well. But it's that recognition of God's call upon our church. I hope, I pray, we never get to that point where we forget about the job and the call. It is there for us, for us to do. So it's not just about the job and the call, but there's also the idea of equipment. And equipment is always fun, isn't it? Whenever you get equipment to do a particular job, well, that's what took place with Moses. And as Moses is, is busy asking himself, um, you know, what, what is it? that I'm to do, and how is it that I'm going to do it? I mean, who am I to go and do anything for you, God? I mean, I have no idea what it is uh, that I'm supposed to say or how I'm supposed to say it. And what does he say to him? If you look back here at your, at your Scripture text, he says, uh, Moses, uh, it says, Then Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you. And then he goes on to say, When, Mo- when Pharaoh asks you who, who it is that has sent you, say, I am who I am. Or other translations have that as, uh, I am that I am. And this is God's giving His sacred name to His people. Before this, God was known as Elohim. And and it was this kind of a distant idea of of being the Lord or or this, this God. But here it is more particular. Moses, you tell Him I'm a verb. You tell Him that I've always been. And I am today and I will be tomorrow. Pharaoh, you're going you're gonna to just dry up one day and, and stop to exist. But I am. I have been here all this time. And I will be in the future. Imagine the kind of equipment that was for Moses as he would go back to Pharaoh. But also he tells him, I'm going to be with you. Another one of those phrases, we've looked at several of these in the last couple of months, where God says to someone, I will be with you. 
Wherever it is that you go, Moses, I'm going to be with you. You don't have to worry about Pharaoh. You don't have to worry about all the problems that you created 40 years ago. You don't have to worry about going into the promised land. I will be with you. What a great reminder of God's presence and of of God's love and how God takes care of us. And He loves us in that way. So God not only calls you, but He equips you. Think about that in your own context. Think about it as you go to work tomorrow and the kinds of things that God has called you to do at work. The easy things as well as the difficult things. God has already equipped you and will continue to equip you in days ahead. As you go to work tomorrow, you go under the name above all names. I mean, have you thought about that on a Monday morning lately as you go and do your tasks or do the things that God has given you to do? Know that you go with that same name. I am. God has given you that name to carry with you. But also to recognize that He goes with you. There's a lot of fear in our world right now. There's a lot of fear about uh, whether or not you're going to lose your job or you're going to lose your 401 or if you're going to lose your dreams or whatever it is, lose your house, lose your uh, relationship, whatever it is that you cherish. There's so much anxiety out there. Isn't it nice to know that God will go with you? I mean, whatever task He has given you to do, and, and Moses, I mean, he, he got himself into all kinds of trouble. Look at all the characters in the Bible. But ask yourself, did God ever cease to be with any of them? I mean, they may have forgotten about it. But I mean, look at David. Look at Saul. Um, look at Peter. Look at all of these people in the Bible. God was always with them. He always went with them wherever they were to go. And God will be with you as well. Well, thinking back about Charlie's Angels, there is that, that idea about the speakerphone. Not only was the speakerphone there for them as they began the job, but every show ended with the speakerphone. There was always this affirmation of the work that they did. Now, we don't have a speakerphone, at least not that I have found. I've looked for one, but we don't have a speakerphone where God gives us a specific assignment that we can hear the audible voice of God, then He affirms us when we get back home from doing it. But He has given us Jesus Christ. And Jesus has come to us to remind us of the fact that uh, we have a job to do. And Jesus came doing that job. He also came to remind us that we have a call to do it. And Jesus calls us out further and gives us more specifics about what that looks like. And that we have been equipped to do this job. My prayer for you as you go out into this week is that you will be sensitive to the burning bush that is around you. Let's go to Him in prayer.